Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the NF, the NBA playoffs. Um, we got Brooklyn against Milwaukee. We're going to talk about KD's performance last night. We're also going to talk about Atlanta and Philly. What just happened in this game, in this series? And we're also going to talk about all the other, um, we talk about Phoenix uh, making it to the Western Conference Finals. We talked about the Clippers in Utah. We talk about all NBA. We also talk about the injuries that took place as well. We didn't get to touch about all the NBA action, but we're still going to talk about that. And of course, we talk about the New York Yankees and MLB. My co-host, Nice and Smooth, join me on Guys Talking Sports, and that begins right now. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love and support out there. We're going to talk about everything that's going on, and we're going to get right into it. I got my co-host nice and smooth with me. So what's going on, fellas? How you guys doing today? You know, we're keeping it funky. <laughs> As my man MC Hammer once said, it's all good. I hear that. I hear that. Um, let's get right into it. We got a lot to talk about. Um, so NBA, um, the playoffs are still kicking on. I'm going on, I should say. Um, last night, well, I should start with last night because we have a lot of news going on in the NBA. So last night, of course, Kevin Durant came out the woodworks, did what he had to do to secure um, the Brooklyn Nets to win over the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Brooklyn now has a 3-2 series. Um, of course, we could talk about the performance of KD um, doing what he did last night, dropping 49 points, 17 rebounds, 10 assists, um, and more stat, beyond stat, beyond stat, shooting 23 shots um, with high efficiency. Um, so let's talk about what happened because, let's be honest, the injuries to Kyrie Irving, the injury to James Harden, who did play last night, um, but wasn't as effective as he should have been. Um, let me get your thoughts on the fact of last night's performance um, from KD. Do you think that the Brooklyn Nets um, won this game, or do you think that Milwaukee Bucks gave this game away? I think sometimes two things could be the, the exact same, and I think in this case it was, it was a little bit of both. Uh, if I had to give a you know percentage, I'll probably say more maybe a 70-30 with 70 of Nets just taking the win and 30 of Milwaukee just giving it up. Um, they have a size advantage. Um, and you had a very injured, <laughs> very hobbled um, Harden out there who was playing and not really doing much, you know, he <laughs> wasn't playing. I mean, um, he really didn't take a shot. And when he did, he, he bricked his first, what, six or nine shots before he made something. I'm clearly not the same guy, clearly not trying to make any hard cuts, not make any mad dashes, not trying to injure that hamstring, but they needed his presence out there to be able to handle the ball. And even then, he was getting the ball stripped in the beginning of the game a bunch of times. Um, so um, he was more of a decoy, but more of someone that kind of helped, I guess, distribute the ball and kind of bring the ball up. So, you know, KD wasn't doing it all by himself, but he brought a little energy, but but the Bucks. I mean, you have a you have a weakened animal. Well, actually, and we have a weakened player out there in, in um, Harden. 
Go after the weak link. I didn't see anybody taking him to the hole. I didn't see no one getting the ball and running at him. I didn't see any of that. Um, you got a you have a size advantage down low with um, with Lopez and uh, with the Greek Freak, but they wasn't utilizing them to that advantage. Once they got up in the first half, this was the time, as me and Adrian, you know, was talking earlier. You know, you put the foot on their necks. Yep. You grind it out, grind it down, drop it down low. But what do they want to do? They want to jack threes. And now they decided not to double team Harden and, and um, I mean, not to double team Durant and just leave uh, one man on him. And once he got cooking, that was it. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> he was eating mama's cooking. My man, Tommy was sick. <laughs> and even still, even still, when they had opportunities in that fourth quarter, you know, to, you know, to take the game over, they still went away. I mean, you know, your Greek freak, if you're supposed to be the quote unquote, you know, two-time MVP and one-time, you know, defensive player, that should have been your man. Irregardless of what kind of scheme he was playing and whatever scheme it was, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it wasn't working. You should have at least, you know, took the assignment, you know, to guard um, Kevin Durant. Win, lose, or draw, you should have asked for that assignment. And, um, you know, they didn't they didn't take the advantages where they had it. They kept jacking up threes. They weren't, you know, using the size advantage, to, you know, to their benefit. And they allowed the Nets to just, you know, get, get on a rhythm. They, allow, they allowed Durant to get on a rhythm. And once he got going, drop 49 on him. And an efficient forty, and an efficient forty-nine at that. It should have been fifty if he ain't bricked that last, um, the last two, um, one of the last two free throws that he had. I was fortunate to watch part of the third quarter and listen to the fourth quarter uh, with Alexa. You know, it was nice having some serious XM, being able to play the the local Brooklyn radio station to get that local vibe to see how. The, the game was playing. But, Did uh, you have all the mood lighting on with your glass of wine while you was listening to it? <laughs> it, was, it, was pitch dark. <laughs> it was pitch dark. It was pitch dark. <laughs> and the brother was trying to get some rest. But uh, the game was too good to, uh, to sit there and go to sleep at the time. But um, it was a hell of a performance by KD. That was the – that was his signature moment to say yes – I'm capable of putting a team on my back and doing what I need to do to carry a team to victory, whether it be in a in a in a, in a deciding game to 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 lead them to a to a, a series win or whatever. I just wish this was the kind of performances you might have had in OKC, um, where Westbrook might have put his ego to the side and recognized that he was that dude and would have propelled them because I think I think if circumstances would have been different, KD may not be in Brooklyn because Oklahoma City might have won one or two championships by this time because they would have recognized KD's dominance and OKC and their management might have played, diff, you know, might have played their hands a lot differently than trading him off or him leaving to go to free agency to go to uh, the Golden State. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But I digress. Uh, it was a great win, Milwaukee. Uh, it just goes to show the championship medal that Milwaukee doesn't have 
versus KD and team being able to fight through adversity and to pull out that victory. Uh, Blake Griffin has been down this road before with, with the Clippers. KD obviously has his battle wounds. Uh, uh, the beard, you know, he's been down this road before. Kyrie, though he was a player, has been down this road before. So they've had individuals that can sit there and talk with their teammates and say, look, this is what we need to do. And they have that championship pedigree on the squad to kind of talk their team through it. Versus Milwaukee probably doesn't have that player or players to, to sit there and say, all right, calm down. Let's try to do something different. And their coach, uh, Bulldozer, or whatever the hell his name is. Budenhauser. Yeah, Budenheiser. Uh, you can see his inexperience, just uh, this feeling that pressure as well. Um, I'm curious to see the type of adjustments he may make come game six because his back is against the line. This could possibly be his last game coaching for the Bucks if they win, if they lose. Um, and they know they uh, – and Giannis haven't – I don't think he signed his – Long-term contract as of yet. Ooh, um, Giannis. Atacubo. I think he did. He did sign it? Yeah, he did. Okay, okay. He did sign it Supermax. Okay. Oh, so he did sign it last season? I, I believe it was not last season, maybe the year before. One of those uh, – last season or the season before. Because I thought that they said that, you know, he had the opportunity to walk after this season if they didn't, you know – do what they needed to do to get him the pieces that he needed. Yeah, so, but yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. But if this doesn't work out and Budenheiser goes ahead and get you know gets gets canned, and they go to get a new coach, I said this last night in our chat. This may sound crazy, but I would go in all ditch effort to get Dane to try to come to Milwaukee. Cause you ain't gonna get you ain't gonna get Giannis to go over to Portland. You might. It's a possibility. But somehow or the other, I would try to get them two together and try to make it happen because something got to give. Because I don't see the, the the team in Milwaukee constructed as it is is gonna make any noise in the East, regardless of whatever's going on right now. Um. First things first, um, that was definitely a great performance by KD. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I really thought that, I, I mean, right now in this series, every home team won. Um, I had a feeling that Brooklyn was going to pull it, pull it out. I just didn't know how. And you think KD was going to have that performance. I thought that the other role players was going to step up, um, if anything. But the only role player that really stepped up to me was I mean, Blake Griffin did his thing, but if it wasn't for Jeff Green, they would not have won that game wholeheartedly. Jeff Green did exactly what Joe Harris was supposed to be doing this whole series. And Joe Harris has been missing, like extremely missing. Um, like it's to the point where I know Brooklyn, like Brooklyn Nets fans alone, because I'm a diehard Brooklyn Nets fan, Nets fans is asking for Joe Harris to have a seat. At this stage, um, <laughs> come off the bench, get something going, um, because he is not providing anything. But what made it interesting is the fact that how good KD was, was the fact that they virtually played 
against Milwaukee Bucks, the team that is constructed today with just four players. Pretty much. Like, that's how I saw that. James Harden, even though he was there, you was, you're right, he was there, but he was not James Harden. He was just another person and was a defensive liability on offense and on defense. But yet the fact that the Milwaukee Bucks did not capitalize on that shows how significantly good KD was. And for what the Brooklyn Nets to do with keeping James Harden there and not just keeping him there, he is not he ain't played just 15 minutes. He played like 40-something minutes. Like, so the fact that he was out there all that time and came and wasn't really a factor, but the fact that he was out there and I, it was just, I was so, I mean, as a Brooklyn Nets fan, I wasn't thinking about why they not doing this, but I'm just like, the Bucs had every opportunity. Truth be told, the Bucs had every opportunity to, to win this game. To be honest, they had every opportunity to win the last game as well. I mean, I'm sorry. Brooklyn had every opportunity to win last game as well. Like, truth be told, this should have been a 4-1 series sweep. Because One. as much as... Huh? I mean, 4-1. I mean, 4-1 series win. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It should have been a gentleman sweep. Um, because truth be told, um, Brooklyn had every opportunity to win that other game when they lost 83 to 80 or something like that, when they lost by three points. Yeah. So they had every opportunity. If Bruce Brown would have gave it to KD, it could have been another story. So when you think about all this, Brooklyn is in a good a good position to win the series. And to be honest, they have to come, they had to come to Milwaukee feeling good. Um, I thought that overall that, um, we'll see how this plays out because I'm not betting that Brooklyn is going to win this series um, because I still think that this is even. So, I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to guarantee or anything like that. But I think this is a real telling sign for the Brooklyn Nets. And those role players have to completely step up. Jeff Green can continue to do what he's doing. It's fine. Blake Griffin, if he does what he's supposed to do, it's fine. Joe Harris really needs to step up. In order for them to complete this series and to move on, Joe Harris really needs to step up. If Joe Harris doesn't um, step up, everybody's going to look at him as the bad guy, as the fall guy, I should say. Um, even with Kyrie and with um, James Harden out at 100%. But I thought Joe Harris is playing pretty good this series. You know what I'm saying? For what, for what little... He was. He was. No, no, he was up to this point. The, the first two games in the Milwaukee series, he was fine. But then whatever happened after those last these last three games, yeah, three games, he has not been the same at all. Well, I mean, I mean, now, it's a matter of him getting his rhythm back. That's yeah. completely fine. Um, if he does other things, then just you know find other ways to be effective. That's fine too. Um, if he has more assist than what he usually per performs with, that's fine. But they needed shooting. Like, truth be told, especially with Kyrie and, and Irving, I, I mean, Kyrie and um, James Harden out, if they were still healthy and in the game and Joe Harris wasn't was being Joe Harris and um, wasn't shooting um, wasn't shooting consistently, um, then it wouldn't be a problem because Kyrie, James Harden, KD would mask that. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that both Kyrie and James Harden is not there, Joe Harris needs to step up. And I'm pretty sure that's what KD is looking for. Um, Bruce Brown is going to be Bruce Brown. Blake Griffin is going to be Blake Griffin. 
but they need somebody else to provide the score. And fortunately enough, Jeff Green stepped up and came in when he was went right on time. Now, if Jeff Green continues it through this series, then it's not a problem because KD can provide the offensive punch where they can close out the series. But they still need Joe Harris, regardless. Whether it's this series or the Eastern Conference uh, Finals, they need Joe Harris to be Joe Harris. Do you think uh, you think you'll see Kyrie at all for the rest of the, the playoffs? Not, I, I wouldn't say the rest. I, I could see them. I could see him midway in the Eastern Conference Finals if they make it. I was going to say the same thing. He, you're not seeing him back for this series, even you know, in the last two games of the series. But I would say probably early as well, probably, like you said, midway in the Eastern Conference Finals. But to go back to your point, the big question when you talk about Jeff Green, he was definitely, definitely the key reason um, that they won that game. Um, you know, if anything, you could say Dur um, Durant kept them in the game with his scoring. Jeff Green helped them, helped them win that game. And, Correct. I agree with you on that. And um, Joe Harris, I agree. <laughs> he need to put an APB out of him or something. He had three games in game four when he lost, eight games and eight points in game five when he lost, but yet he couldn't miss in game one and game two from behind the arc. So uh, it's going to be a big question if, I mean, Jeff Green had that plantar fascist injury where he just came back. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many shots he took in his foot before the game started. I don't know, but um, can he replicate that same um, offensive output? I don't know, but would he need him to do that? They probably will, because I don't see where any other offense is coming. I mean, Harden is not going to give you anything. If he's out there, he might be a little bit better than what he was, but you saw how heavily taped that um, that leg was where he got the hamstring pull. I mean, he was just out there gingerly running around trying not to hurt himself. Right. I think and, that, and I think that's what it's going to be game six, too. He's going to be that decoy, but if he starts knocking down shots, that's going to be the bigger difference. Yeah, if he starts knocking down shots, then it's yeah, it's over. Done, right? It's yeah, done. It's, it's done. Yeah, that's if James Harden is hitting shots, it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Um, and I'm and I'm and I'm skeptical of that because he had no lift in his game behind the shots. Exactly, everything was flat. Exactly, and I'm sure he's going to work on shooting flat footed, <laughs> and and just try to get enough arc and enough you know enough enough push on the ball to try to, if he can get it up just a little bit higher because it wasn't the fact that he was missing wide or left. It was just a matter of those shots are either in the front of the rim or hitting the back of the rim. So yeah. it's just a matter of him just going in the gym just like, look, flat, flat foot shots and just see what kind of happens. But um, I agree with you. Joe Harris needs to step up. But if he doesn't step up, then I th uh, uh, Shamit Probably needs to Definitely. step his game up. And there's the one other cat that I can't think of his name right now. Mike James is going to have to run point. If it, well, you're saying if, uh, if they the can't, came? yeah. Um, I mean, the beard was in there. That's fine. But if the beard is not playing, or if he's out of the, the game, that's when they have to put their trust in Mike James. Like Mike James has the capability to do what Kyrie does if given the opportunity. Um, and I'm, I'm saying this like it's because I, I, I've done my homework with, about the roster. But Mike James, to me, is – he could provide that lift. He could provide that point guard – point guard um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Leadership. 
um, to get to the, get the people to, the, to where they need to be. Um, but they have to put their trust in him because truth be told, if James Harden is not playing, they can't rely on Joe Harris bringing the ball or KD bringing the ball up all the time. They need somebody to facilitate. And Mike James was brought there to do that just in case. So they have to put more trust in Mike James. And I really believe that he will have, he has the ability to do it. The question is, is whether um, Steve Nash and the coach is going to allow that to happen. Uh, yeah. And, and personally, I think it's probably going to go seven because, uh, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Nets play when they tomorrow, when they in Milwaukee, because, they put out a lot of energy. Kevin Durant put out a lot of energy. You know, he played every minute of that game, told the coach, I'm not coming out. I mean, Harden played a, way more minutes than <laughs> he probably should have. There was no minutes restriction. He was in there uh, a good portion, like he was healthy. So how much juice do you think these guys are going to have or the team as itself is going to have when they roll in in Milwaukee? I mean, truth be told, this might be the game that they can kind of even like in boxing, this might be the round where you kind of take off and just kind of like, you know, pull back a little bit and try to, you know, wait for the next round. But do they really want to do that? It, it all depends on the score. I'm going to be honest with you. If the score is a blowout where Milwaukee is blowing them out, then I could see them taking off for that quarter or for the rest of the, like, they'll do three quarters. And then um, the fourth quarter, they probably won't put Katie and, and, and James in. If it's close, I could literally, I could see them playing to close out that series because they don't want to stretch it. They want to get as much rest as possible, especially with the Atlanta Philly is going to be winding down shortly too. They're going to need all the rest that they go, they, they need at this stage. So do you, do you think Brooklyn takes this in seven or you really just don't know what the outcome will be? I, to be honest, I really don't know because I really, this is going to be the first time I actually see Giannis guarding KD. So I'm very serious. I'm very curious to see how he guards him. Like he's not he's not PJ Tucker. Like Giannis is a tall dude. So I want to see how um him I want to see him play defense on KD. If he's able to shut down KD in this in the first half, then it's going to be a seven game series without question. But it all depends on how he guards him. If KD runs circles around Giannis, it's over. Bottom line. Because Giannis won't have the energy to keep going back and forth with Katie. I guess the bigger question would be, I guess that's the fear of Budenheiser, you know, is just getting Giannis in, field, uh, in, uh, in foul trouble. That's, you know, I, I, to be honest, that was the, that's that's what I was thinking when I when people was talking about that, why Giannis is not taking on Katie from the jump. I really believe that Giannis will get into foul trouble quick. Mm -hmm. And if Giannis get into foul trouble quick, they won't have. I mean, Middleton is 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 good, but they won't have enough to to defend the onslaught that Brooklyn can put on them. And I'm pretty sure if Giannis get into foul trouble, Brooklyn is going to try to do their best to run them out the building. And then Drew Holiday got to step up, and he ain't his shit. Mm. No, well, he he got into early foul trouble in that, in that yeah. game, so he was he was real tentative until. And, and and let's be honest, he's 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 a a big reason why um, Joe Harris is playing like garbage these last two games because he's been playing some good D on Joe Harris. Definitely. But if I'm Budenholzer, you know Harden's going to be out there. I I I don't think they're going to let him get off, let Harden get off that easy because if he's out there, I would tell my point guards take it to him. 
whoever get the ball, you run at them. You shake them down. You you try to make them move. Hell, you even try. You even tell them to do whatever you can do to make them try to you know defend or guard and try to re re aggravate that hamstring or let him or he's gonna he's gonna have to let you run past him. Yeah. So, yeah. And I would, say, I would say attack him. And to be honest, that should have been the jump. From, that should have been. That should have been whoever was whoever James Harden was sticking should have had that ball, regardless, regardless. And the fact that they didn't make that adjustment is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really see, I'm really very curious to see what what adjustments is made by Milwaukee. If Milwaukee makes the right adjustment, it's a seven game series. If they don't, it's a short series. And I really believe that Brooklyn wants to close it out. They're not trying to bring it back home. They don't want to bring it back home. They want to close it out as quickly as possible because they need to rest. They need to get ready for Philly. I don't know Philly playing like garbage right now, so I don't know. They got to get ready for Philly. I'm, to be honest, I I, I saw the, the past two, three games now with, with Philly and Atlanta. Atlanta don't have an answer for Joel. I'm sorry. And with Seth and all the shooters cooking, Formas has been a beast. Like, they don't have the weapons right now. They really don't have the weapons right now for, to stop Philly. Right now, what's crazy is that they like they could be completely bad in the second half and still pull out ways to win. Yeah, I I think they're going to win whether it's um in six or seven. Um, they just better stop effing around and not giving the the Hawks you know life in this in this series. But you know, just you know, close this one out and then try to close it out in Atlanta. But. I think it's going to be Philly, and right now I, I, I'm skeptical that the Nets can beat Philly as they're currently constructed right now. Yeah, without oh yeah, but question without James, to be honest, without James Harden alone, they're not going to win. If James Harden is not at 100 percent and the James Harden like MVP James Harden, they're not going to win against Philly. Now the question I have really, I, it all depends on the injury. Really, that's really the bottom line. All depends on the injury because Joel is still playing with that. He's still injured while playing. So this is going to be I, – I, I would love to see this series because that's going to be – between Brooklyn and Philly, that's going to be a good series. Then again, I said that about Milwaukee and look where we are right now because of injuries. But we could talk more about them later on because we – you know, playoffs is playoffs. Um, let's get back to the business of hand and talk about – some of the key injuries that just took place um, with the games that the playoffs are still going. Um, most importantly, on the Western Conference, with um, first Chris Paul being out um, due to safety protocols um, for a couple of weeks, I guess because someone he got in contact with somebody that got in contact with the uh, um, who's been contacted with COVID nineteen. I'm assuming. Yep. All right. So. Um, Phoenix has been – wait, Phoenix won the series against Denver. So Clean sweep. <laughs> yeah, I'm so. telling you right now, I have – I'm, 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 I'm going out on a limb here. I have more confidence that Phoenix is going to be in the, in the finals. I have more confidence now that Phoenix will be in the finals if CP3 is playing. Well, it does help that uh, Kawhi is out and – the Clippers probably won't make it past this round versus Utah, but it will be a very entertaining series versus Phoenix and Utah just to see the 
the Young Guns with uh with uh Spider and uh, Chris uh, and Booker going yeah. going head to head. That's that's the type of NBA I, I want to see because you know it's nice to see the future kind of getting that opportunity to shine and not always seeing the the OGs of, of the league at the current moment kind of just dominate the sport. So part of me wants to see Kawhi lead the Clippers, but injuries, injuries, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if the Clippers going to make noise, Paul George got to be that dude. Yeah, but I'm going to be honest with you. He ain't that dude. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Even if Kawhi was healthy, I still would have picked Phoenix. I would have picked Utah over um, um, over the Clippers still. I mean, hell, you probably would have picked Dallas over the Clippers too, and see what uh, see what Clippers did to Dallas. <laughs> yeah, no, they did go seven games, but um, yeah. Dallas, but Utah has a better team than Dallas. Let's let's be honest. Dallas only had Luca, so um, Utah. <laughs> no, but Utah is more well rounded with a bunch of key role players that know what to do. So, I, 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 to be honest, I was picking I was picking Utah to win in the seven games anyway with Kawhi. Kawhi's a beast. Jesus. So he's a beast. Don't get me wrong. But I just think that Utah has that more balanced team. Man, that dunk on Favors was ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's Favors' fault for jumping to begin with. Exactly. <laughs> Goodness. It, it wasn't so much the, the, the reaction of the Clippers. It was reaction from all the damn Utah players. <laughs> Spider's reaction was like, well, damn. <laughs> Someone always gets it. <laughs> Someone always gets it. That's true. That is true. Oh, man. That was, wow. Yeah, but I'm with you, man. I, I think without Kawhi, I, I'm having a hard time putting faith in Paul George, you know, you know, getting the Clippers over the hump in this series without Kawhi Leonard. I mean, he doesn't even look like he's the Paul George back for the Indiana Pacers days when he was really putting in some work. So, I mean, right now, I mean, maybe he digs down deep and he can pull it out and, you know, and really rise to the occasion. I'm hoping so. Um, but Utah, this is, this is the time for Utah to kind of, you know, put their mark on the series and try to put it to bed because, in my opinion – I don't think Kawhi comes back for this series. This dude might be done for the season. Uh, he, they were they, they were talking about maybe you know maybe a blown ACL in India or something. I don't know. Mm. Sad. And and I heard that even if it wasn't in you know, MCL or ACL, it's one of those types of injuries where he needs weeks to sit down and make it, you know so his knees feeling better. So. I mean, he may try to push it, but if he pushes it, he furthers himself to to injure it more. So Paul George got to go. Just got to be that dude, and just like he got to be that man. He got to be that that dude when he was in Indiana, when he was that man, and 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 even then, he couldn't do nothing much in Indiana. So I I don't know, I don't know who else is going to step up and and be that guy. Like you said mm -hmm. earlier, you know. Uh, a playoff Rondo has to step up and do something, but how much is he going to bring to the table? See, this is the problem when this is when in this particular situation is when they're going to miss Lou Williams because he would have provided that six man off the bench, right? I mean, they, they had him during the season before they ended up trading him mid season. Um, but this is where Lou Williams would have been that next man up um, outside of the, like you said, outside of Kawhi and Paul George, who who else is going to step up and provide that? They don't really have the shooting. 
they really let go of a lot of people. Um, Luke Kennard, like you really got to look at their team and figure out who is going to be able to step it up. And right now, I don't, I don't really see anybody that's really going to take that role. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's a, it, it was, you know, subtraction by addition. Um, you know, in order to, you know, bring in Paul George, bring in Kawhi Leonard, you had to give a lot to get. <laughs> And unfortunately, gave up a lot of good players mm-hmm. that just couldn't work well. He even gave up Doc Rivers, who I said wasn't the problem. It was just the way that he was told to run the run the ship. So now you get rid of Doc. Well, you, you know, you get rid of Doc um, Doc Rivers. You Lou Williams is gone. Macho Harris is gone. All the people who are quote unquote cantankerous about the way things are being run. You know, the heart and soul of the Clippers is gone. And so now you got some players that are hired or hired mercenaries that you can't really trust that don't have that cohesion with the team. I mean, the team pre Kawhi and um, pre Kawhi and Paul George, in my opinion, was better than, than what it is now. Collectively, as a whole team. Ever since they got rid of, I mean, that, and they're also missing Serge Ibaka. And, I mean, once he got, I think if Serge was playing uh, with Kate, I mean, with um, Paul George and Kawhi, then they would have been better suited for this matchup. But this is going to be, it's going to be a short series. If you don't see Paul George. Now, who's to say Paul George may come out and score 50? And, and lead the team to, to a victory. Um, I, I just don't, I don't have the, I, don't, I can't put trust in it right now because he hasn't done it to me. He hasn't done it yet. But he could be inspired by what KD did last night. So you never know. But he, he'd have to do that two games in a row. And no, but I, yeah, to be honest, I'm not even giving him two games. I'm just saying about the one game. We, I mean, nobody's giving him a chance to do it in one game. So. Yeah. But when he, he was talking earlier, it's like this man has been quietly giving you twenty six points a game, and he said he said the best. Uh, what'd you say? I'll let you quote. <laughs> Empty calories. <laughs> <laughs> if stuff is quiet, is is not meaningful points. It's not impactful points. Empty that is calories. So on point. <laughs> that is so on point. <laughs> that's exactly what described. Wow, I that 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 was very very good, clever, <laughs> very good and clever. I mean, because I mean, think about it. I mean, when when does a player give you twenty six points? And it's like you didn't even realize he gave you twenty six points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, wow, that is so good. That is good. Uh, that's perfect. That's a perfect analogy for him. Wow, um, wow, oh, um. But, you know, with that being said, with all these injuries coming there, let me let me ask you. So you don't have any I mean, with the injury to Kawhi, of course, you don't think that the Clippers are going to be able to pull two games out from I mean, I guess this series with Utah, correct? I give one. I'm not I give them one, but uh... I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying that it's it's got to be a lot of it's got to be a lot of good fortune that that falls on the Clippers, like a lot of players got to step up. 
And when your heart and soul, your heartbeat is is not playing, then yeah. So I can easily see Utah just close it out tonight, and tomorrow, and just be done with it. So then let me. All right. So then let me ask you this question: If the Utahs close out of this series, and clo- and the Clippers lose the series, do you think that Kawhi is going to be leaving LA? Because he does have that player option. He going nowhere. I can, I can I can see if he didn't get hurt and they and they bowed out, but he got hurt, so he he has something to prove. <sighs> but I, I I think they need a third. I think they need a big three. I think that two ain't enough. Mm. Yeah, and that's going to be real difficult because you gave up a a, a shitload to get Paul George. So you mortgaged your future mm. for Paul George. So you don't really have much in, in terms of, A, paying anybody to really get in there, and two, training anybody unless you were willing to trade either Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. So right now, I don't know. I mean, I agree with you, Ace. They, they need somebody else. How they're going to do that, I have no idea because they have very little wiggle room to make any deals. Unless they are willing to say, Kawhi, you can walk if he decides to opt out. Paul George, you stuck with him unless you can try to get something to get back some of your future draft picks. And when they when I saw the deal they did for Paul George, I thought it was asinine. <laughs> However, I mean, you know, Steve Barmer has some deep pockets, so I don't know. I mean, he might be able to pull a rabbit out of his hat. But right now, oof, it's ugly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is ugly. And, yes, Kawhi does have a player option this season. Um, and to be honest, so does Chris Paul. <laughs> so, um, Paul ain't going nowhere. You think Paul ain't going nowhere? Nah. Nah. Because if anything, if they win it, they might try to run it back. They're only going to get better. That's true. That's true. I don't mm-hmm. see no reason why Paul George – I mean, Paul George. Chris Paul should be um, – should go anyplace else. Like – his best chance is right now with Phoenix at this stage. Mm-hmm. They don't win it with Phoenix. Um, I, I would say he comes back and runs it again. If he mm-hmm. wins with Phoenix, depending on what opens up or what offers come out there that may entice him, never say never. But I would you. I don't think he leaves. I don't think he should leave. But who knows who comes calling and who's going to offer whom what. I feel I feel bad for Chris Paul as a whole, though. You know, this Joker has always had issues with getting hurt during the playoffs and all this type of stuff, and then now you get hit with this, you know. And the word on the street is he was vaccinated and still tested positive for COVID. So it's like, well, damn, dude, like, who the hell you been around? And who around you has not been, uh, has not been uh, vaccinated? That's the bigger question. Well, they said because he got vaccinated, he has the um, option of, you know, he has to have two negative tests within a certain amount of days. Um, so it's quite possible, depending on how the series, what well, the longer the series goes, is much more beneficial to the Phoenix because it allows them more days to clear whatever protocols. But mm-hmm. at earliest, if he has two negative tests, then um, he could be available to play early next week whenever or basically whenever game one would be if it's a six-game series. Mm-hmm. the seven-game series, then he could be available, you know, it could be a little bit longer, but um, or he has to sit out 10 days. So 
it it depends on how the series goes. I mean, the longer the series goes, the better it's for him. Now they're saying he's asymptomatic. He's not totally sick, so you don't have to worry about any kind of issues, as we know, coming back to play. So, but like this, I mean, it's bad. <laughs> it's some bad luck or Ridge Ace. He tested positive, but in hindsight, it did sweep. <laughs> right. That's the yeah. that's the positive, right? This series could go seven. Which means if it's go seven, game one wouldn't be till mid next week. So yeah. he might be back if he tests negative twice and ready to go. Yeah. And they're saying that they won't get an update until Saturday to know for sure exactly where he stands. So um, that's really going to be interesting. But I agree. Like, this is better for them because they get the rest that they need at this stage and they can wait and see what's going on going forth. But um, before we move on, on um, quick note, of course, we just found out that LaMelo Ball has been announced rookie of the year. Um, he beat over Anthony Edwards from Minnesota um, and he is now labeled as the rookie of the year. So let me get your thoughts on that. Um, LaMelo Ball being named rookie of the year. Not surprised, but you know, I'm I'm surprised his dad daddy hasn't came out and said something yet. <laughs> I think Anthony Edwards got uh got snubbed. Oh, interesting. So you you really believe that Anthony Edwards got snubbed from the rookie of the year? Yeah, I, I mean, I know he I know he tweeted the response his response to the fact that he you know Lamelo won. Um, to be honest. So did Minnesota Timberwolves and um, Cat as well, I believe, said something in that regards. But um, what makes you think – all right. So you, I, you think it is more of this, the name itself, the reason why he won Rookie of the Year? I mean, I wouldn't say it's the name as a whole. Mm. You know, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that Charlotte did have an opportunity to kind of play its way into the playoffs versus Minnesota was probably far, you know, way out there. But Minnesota, Anthony Edwards, when um, – what's my man, that the point guard for Minnesota when he was – Angelo. Yeah. You know, he, he carried that team. It, it, it's not his fault that the team as a whole sucked and they play out in the West versus them playing in the East. And it was pretty much virtually impossible for them to make the to make the playoffs. But um, you can't fault him for for that luck. I mean, if it, if it were reversed, Charlotte was in the West and Minnesota was in the East. Minnesota had every right to damn near play for the playoffs too. So, and you know the fact that he played a full season, didn't get hurt, and you know not even taking that that dunk that he had into consideration because that really put him on the map when he did that dunk. Mm -hmm. But this overall, this, his style of play and what he brought to the table, I think I think you just pissed the man off. I think that man is going to come back next season and he is going to be a damn force. And it may be a point where they may have manufactured a big three with D'Angelo, Cat, and, and this Cat you know, to go out there and really start putting in some work because I think, you know, Edwards is going to be a, a damn dude 
once he really established himself in the league. So, yes, I, I think he's going to use this as motivation. And don't be surprised if by year three he is a legit all-star. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I completely agree. I'm, I'm not, <clears throat> let me say this. I think that if you're going to do this, if, if the reasoning is the same um, in regards to, like you said, for him playing all those games and LaMelo being injured, it's no different from them doing the same thing for the MVP with Jokic because he played uh, same, the, the full amount of games and he won MVP because all the other um, uh, next year or second or third um, place people um, players um, were injured. So if you're giving Jokic credit for being healthy all season, you have to give Anthony Edwards the same amount of credit as well. Because um, Lamelo was injured during that time during that time frame. So um, I I get that. If, if it's I think there is there is a level of inconsistency. I think that people just pick and choose who they want to be um, for these awards, and which is fine. Um, but I would I would love to hear somebody say that I voted for Jokic just the same as I voted for Anthony Edwards because, of course, that they were healthy all season. I would love to hear the responses to why um, the people voted for who they voted for. Yeah, and the reason why I say I wasn't I wasn't shocked, you know, is you know, you know, you know, I do agree with you to a degree that Anthony Edwards, I'm I'm not sure how many votes he got. I'm hoping he got a lot because I mean when you look at the stats between both of them, um, you know, Anthony Edwards did have a little bit more points per game where um you know Lamella Ball had, you know, more assists, but the games Anthony Edwards had 72 as opposed to, you know, Melo's had 59. However, you know how this stuff goes sometimes. It's a popularity contest. And midway through the season, when you're already telling me that LaMelo Ball is the pres presumative, you know, rookie of the year, and when they were both still playing and their stats were at that particular point, not that far off, you know, how can you make the case that, one is just a clear-cut favorite, and Anthony Edwards was still putting in some work. I mean, yeah, he might not have been as flashy as LaMelo Ball, and he might not have all the the name that LaMelo Ball had coming in and, you know, the flashy plays and assists. But I agree with you. I mean, there's, you know, there's a case that could be made that Anthony Edwards should have been, and, and you're right, he played the entire season where LaMelo only played 59 games, but it was like midway through the season before he got hurt, it was like he already had the trophy and the season wasn't halfway over, which is the same way I hate the MVP race where it's not even for the all-star break. And you're already saying three people are going to be the MVP of the league. And yet you still got a quarter, you know, more than a, more than a half of the season that has to go. Stop telling me somebody is the front runner for the MVP one month into the league. Let the whole season play out. And then when you get to towards the end of the season, oh, this person is probably the MVP or, or this kid's probably the, you know, the um, the rookie of the year, but it's always a popularity contest. And LaMelo looked like he had this thing sold up by the time they got the all-star break. Yeah. So can I, can, I, yeah. can I just, can I just interject really quick and say the Sixers are just, are just playing like pure shit right now. You can't be serious. They was what by like close to 20. Dude, they're up two with a minute and a half left. 
Say what? Up two. And Trey Trey Young just fell into a foul, taking a three. And Trey is about to put them up by one with with a minute twenty six left. If if Philly loses this, I'm 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 I'm, I am I'm going. I'm not going to go after the players. I'm going to go after Doc for this. If the Philly, if the Sixers lose this, there. Matter of fact, I'm gonna say this right now. If Philly lose this series, this will be the greatest collapse in Doc Rivers' career. Bottom nine, bar none. Greater than all the Clippers collapses. Greater than all the Clippers um, failures by far. You have to. Oh, I don't know that 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 three one up series is that that's gonna be tough to live down. No, no, no. I get that. Yes, but this is up there. You have the most y'all were number one team in the in the, in the Eastern Conference to lose to a five seed. Not only lose to the five seed, you have your best player who's been dominant this whole series, and yet y'all been up twenty like at least three times, like three times in these not in this series, but in playoffs combined, and then to fall short again, that would be a collapse. I'm sorry, especially if they lose the series. And they're down one, and it just went into a commercial break. All right, all right. Uh, I'm definitely gonna have to catch the rest of this. But just a quick note: Lamelo Ball got um, 84, 84 first place votes. Anthony Edwards got 15 first place votes. And I think that's. I, I think he got robbed. So, that's- yeah, I, I I thought it was gonna be a little bit closer than that, but it looks like yeah, Lamelo Ball got. Like majority of the first place votes without question. I don't think that you know when Anthony Edwards got picked number one. I don't think they legit probably gave him much credit or you know looked at him as being an actual number one overall pick. Just considering they, basketball is just yeah, they always consider Lamelo Ball to be number one no matter what. Exactly. exactly. The only reason why he was, didn't go number one was because they didn't they didn't necessarily need him. Yeah, because D'Angelo was there, and the reason why. Golden State didn't to pick him because at the time they were trying to win a championship. They really didn't need him either. They needed a big man, and but then they didn't know they didn't know um, Clay was going to get hurt because if Clay got hurt prior to this, they would have they would have took Lamella Ball. I mean Lamella Ball and not Anthony Wiseman, in my opinion. You think so? I don't know about that. Because Lamelo would have been Lamelo would have been fighting for that spot. I mean, that would have been. I can't. I, I could. That would. I, I don't know if Golden State would have took Lamelo. I really don't know. I think they might have because there was some talk whether they were going to take or not. I can see why they wouldn't because it was like an overlap of him and, and and Steph, like almost being the same kind of thing. But you're anticipating having your second score as being. Um, as, as being um, Clay Thompson, not Wiggins or the other person, mm-hmm. and Wiseman, quiet as kept was putting was putting in some good numbers. He's going to be good long term for them. Yes, and they're going to get two picks um, this season. Um, they're going to get their pick, which is going to be up there. Then they're going to get, I think it's Minnesota's pick, depending on where they, you know, where the the, the ball bounces because is it's a is not a, it's a Top three protected pick. Yeah. So if Minnesota gets number four, it goes to Golden State. Yep. Well, if, I mean, because right now, if it goes, if, if Minnesota gets six, it'll go to Golden State. Yeah. So, if, if it's like not one through three, 
yeah. Golden State gets that pick. So I think they're setting themselves up for future because who knows how long you're going to have the Splash Brothers there. And Draymond Green, you know, love him or hate him, you know, his time is going to be coming up soon. Wrong question. Wrong Philly, question. Philly look like they're about to blow this game. But, you know. Oof. Oof. I can hear the I can hear I can I already hear the sports in, in South Jersey and Philly talking about it right now. They bet not lose this game. They better ooh. If that's they lose gonna, this game, that's gonna hurt. If they lose this game to the Atlanta, they might lose this series. I I'm 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 right with you. I'm right with you. Because they gotta go to Atlanta and you know. The lemon, the lemon, the lemon, uh, lemon pepper wings. Uh, Sweet Lou, baby. <laughs> might, might be that deciding factor. Uh, this is this is very interesting. I I I wasn't really expecting Philly. I was expecting Philly to win this series hands down. Like I, I'm I'm very puzzled with the fact that even that Atlanta came back when this game. Well, it was like the game last night. I mean, you know, by halftime it looked like you know the Bucks were going to just blow them out the building. And for good reason, and they see you know you turn around fourth quarter like what the hell? To be told, and that's why I can't really get upset with. I mean, I, I I blame more the coaching of the Bucks than anything else because their their adjustments would have been easily made to stop that. And I'm not rooting for the Bucks. I'm just saying, like, if I'm the if I'm a Milwaukee Bucks, the first thing I'm like, why wasn't the adjustment made? Like I. You should have known that it was going to get hot to, I mean, to the point where it got too close to, like, when it got to two and KD started taking over, like, something should have happened, whether it's double team or switch off or something, you know. P.J. Tucker obviously was trying his best, but it wasn't enough. Or stopping somebody else like Jeff Green. The problem was that they had Brooke Lopez guarding Jeff Green. Jeff Green was staying outside shooting threes all day. And Brooke can't reach to the three-point line as quick enough. So I'm very curious to see what adjustments that they're going to make for mm -hmm. game six. Uh-oh. Ace shaking his head. It's 107-104 Philly. What in the bleep and bleep bleep? <laughs> game. Taylor two halves. Ball game. Philly won that? No. Seth missed the three. Is, is down to 30, 30 seconds left in the game. Trey got the ball at midcourt with 10 seconds left on the clock, shot clock. Watch, watch set. Uh... <laughs> Ace is we getting get instant commentary from right yeah, now. Yeah, I was about to say, we get instant commentary. I was waiting to see Trey Young hit this three, but he missed it. So if he hit that three, the game was over. Because that would have put him up six. Oh, he... oh, 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 but wait, Atlanta is still up then. Yeah, up three with like 20 seconds left in the game. They better stop set. And, and they I, better stop I just set. saw a stat where in the second half, Seth and MB got 36 points and the rest of the team got six in the second half. They better stop Seth. They, that's Seth or Fomas, whoever is in between those two, they somebody better be guarding him. Because if Seth shoots that and gets that shot off, it's gonna be overtime. Anyway, hey, look at that, Yankees. I think he's won. Um, tonight. I was about to grab you on that. Too. Oh, oh, geez. Uh, it, it, once in, a, in the, the past 15,000 days or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, be happy if the Yankees make 500 uh, at the end of the season. They're just playing like pure trash. 
Yeah, let's talk about the Yankees for, for a quick second. Thank you, thank you. Um, if they're going to have this kind of season, and right now it looks like they're going to have this kind of season, um, unless they miraculously, you know, turn it around. And right now, and, and just for clarification purposes, to our friend, shout out there, uh, <laughs> the Yankees' worst record in that in that league is tops is the best for the Mets in the top of their league. So wow. that tells you how good the, <laughs> the division uh, is. <laughs> wow! Wow! Tomorrow, thank you, thank you. Uh-huh. We would be in first place in NL East. Okay. <laughs> That's all I need to hear. <laughs> so uh, do you think Brian Cashman's head is on the neck and if neck is on the line? And if not, booms? Or do you think there's going to be some movement of players? Because right now, something is up. Um, I think Spider Tech has something to do with it. Uh, <laughs> this... This whole thing with this sticky, you know, this, not using the sticky stuff where pitches, uh, pitches throw the ball. But um, I don't know. The Yankees can't catch a break. They got a lot of injuries. They seem when they're starting to get a groove, they can they can win you 10, 12, 15 games in a row, and then they'll lose 10, 12, 15 games in a row. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I just don't, I just don't know which team is going to show up at what time. So, I think you got to roll with Cat. I think you got to roll with Boone and staff for at least another year. Don't be impulsive to fire the man, you know, just because of this situation. Because the Yankees, a couple years ago, went down the similar road, had a fire sale, sold off a lot of assets. They sold off Chapman, they sold off other players. And then what they turned around to do, we signed all the jokers that they didn't lost. Picked up all that good talent, and then they went and started winning again. I don't know if I don't know if, uh, if the league is ready for the Yankees to do that sort of thing. All right, so Joel and B just missed both free throws, and they're still down three with ten seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta game. be kidding me right now! You gotta be kidding me right now! <laughs> Sorry to interrupt my baseball rant. But, uh, you gotta going. be kidding me! <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, so in other words, Yankees think right now. I don't know if they're going to bounce back. But talking about this game here, um, <laughs> Atlanta looks like they're going to go up and win this uh, up 3-2. And they're going to go back to Atlanta and try to put their uh, they foot in their neck. Uh, I think the coach of the year should be uh, McMillan. Well, he, obviously, Tom Thibodeau already won that. So oh, that was- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playoff coach of the issue, McMillan. <laughs> wow. I, wow. I, I, I really was not expecting this, to be honest with you. I mean, oh, people are going to rip Philly without question for this game. I can't wait to hear the, 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 the talk show and go to the gym tomorrow and see how them guys are just are, are cursing <laughs> Sixers. My thing is, you can sit there and rip Doc, but Doc don't take the shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm sure Doc made the adjustments. Just these jokers ain't making shots. Like, like the cat that came off the bench, the, the guard that hit those those threes in the first couple of games. Like he's silent right now. Like nobody's up there. You know, and where's um, what's my dude name? Um, Tobias Harris. Like he's like non-existent right now. Really. Yes. He, every time I see him take a shot, he ain't making it. Wow. So, I mean, you can't blame Doc for this. You you got to blame 
how cold these jokers are. Like you and B put the team on his back. Like, look, I'm I'm going out there and I'm gonna give you everything I got. You know, and you can't blame him B. Oh wow. Die. Tobias only had four points. <laughs> Two for eleven shooting. Wow. Well Seth well, Seth Curry had 34 points. Yeah. Wow. And B and Curry is doing their thing, but nobody else has showed up. Wow. You laughed at me two weeks ago, and I'm I'm say it before, I'm gonna say it then. The tandem of Embiid and Simmons ain't gonna work. Wow. Nah, that's nah, nah. This is on Tobias. I'm sorry. I'm looking at this. This is on Tobias. I thought, wow, like two for 11, 18%. Nah, nah, he can't get away with that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Tobias is going to have to own some of this. Ben Simmons is going to have to own some of that. Um, Ben Simmons, two for four, four from 14 free throws, 38 minutes, eight points. Yeah. Yeah, nah, you, yeah. And this is supposed to be right. your second best player. You are absolutely right. And I was watching inside the um, NBA last night, and um, and I think um, Charles Barkley said it best in, in reference to uh, in, in reference to Giannis. And it's a point, point applies to Ben Simmons. You can't have one of your best players who can't hit a free throw because he becomes a liability down a stretch. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Mm. Uh, 109 104. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm at a loss for words. Like, I, to be honest, out of everybody, I'm so disappointed in Tobias Harris. Like, you only gave him four points when you was averaging. Like, you was, oh, man, this, yeah. I, I hear Philly people going ballistic right now. It looks like if it wasn't for Seth Curry, this game might have been even worse. Yes, exactly. And I forgot Danny Green was injured. That's who they're missing. But he ain't really been that much of an impact on the series, though. Deep, I mean, but for defensive purposes, yeah. Wow. It's, I, I, wow. Wow. <laughs> yes, I, I, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I'm really in. But kudos to the Atlanta Hawks for coming back because they were definitely down and out of this game. Well, it just it, it'll just make for an easy series if uh if it's a Brooklyn Atlanta series. I mean, I I get it. Atlanta got shooters, but if KD and the beard can at least come back, it'd be 85%. I'm not even confident about. I'm the not confident about that. I'm not yeah. confident about that. I'm not. I, I, there's not going to be no sweep. That's for sure. This is going. If Atlanta was to go against Brooklyn, that would be a high-powered offense game because <laughs> Brooklyn has not really solidified their defense yet, and the Atlanta has the shooting. Has the 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 players to to outshoot Brooklyn too. You know what? I would, you know, I wouldn't be mad if it was an Atlanta Phoenix series in the, the championship. Two young up and coming teams. That would that'd be kind of sweet. I, I would sit there and watch that with the uh, the bad breath, you know, just because I think it would be a great series. If if Atlanta messes around and wins this series, it's it's highly possible. I, I would say the same thing. Highly possible. I'm still I I still think the Sixers will 
won't let this happen again. I think Doc is it's some bullshit because he said I, 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 it's hard. Uh, well, then again, they went down one and three. So I mean, uh-huh. you know, they were up three one and lost. So anything is possible. But exactly. But if the Hawks do win this series, like I said, it's it's highly possible because the Nets they might have. Let's see how let's see how the game goes on in Milwaukee because if they come out flat, that means the Nets shot they load last night. Yep. I agree with you on that. And what's crazy about this, Lou Williams had 31 points, seven for 11 um, from the field. Like, this is the 31 points that could have been assisting the Clippers if they didn't trade them in the midseason. I'm telling you, it's going to – this is – the Clippers are in a position where it's going to come back to bite them if they don't get to take care of this series. But I digress. This is already we're way past the time frame, um, so we could talk more about the NBA playoffs by next week. We'll actually have our Eastern Conference Finals and Western Conference Finals, and we'll talk more about MLB. We'll talk about the NFL getting ready to start. Um, we'll have a lot to talk about. I know that the focus was on mm-hmm. the NBA this time, but real quick before you end it, I think E. Al, predictions, who's coming out? Who's going to be your uh, Eastern Conference uh, championship game series in, in your West? Me personally? Well, we already know Phoenix is in. So mm-hmm. it's going to be Phoenix. I really believe it's going to be Phoenix and Utah. I really think it's going to be the two best teams. Um, Eastern Conference, to be honest, I have no clue. Um, I just don't believe that Milwaukee can win two games. Um, against Brooklyn. So with this last game being played, I really think that Brooklyn will close out the series. To be honest, now I'm thinking that Atlanta should be able to do the same thing. So I do see a Brooklyn and Atlanta series. Um, I would, yeah, I'm going to go that route. Even though I'm not confident, but I'm going to go that route. Like the two teams leading should be able to close out the series. Uh, Yeah, the West, I'm with you. Phoenix and in, in Utah get my pick. Ugh. Uh, I oof. This is a toughie. I'm gonna say Nets and Sixers. Okay. And I'm gonna go out on a limb. And I'm going to say Clippers take care of business and against Phoenix. And I'm going to say Brooklyn. I'm going to say Brooklyn and Philly. I, I think I'm going to be totally wrong across the board with my three picks, but I, I, I want to say that Doc is not going to let these jokers this just roll over and play dead in game six. And then I'm going to think that the experience that Philly had with that heartbreak with Toronto and the inexperience that Philly doesn't have going into a game seven to lead them to the Eastern Conference Championship is going to be the difference. Uh, Same thing with Utah. I just think that Lou, Tyron Lou and his coaching experience and Paul George and just Rondo and just other players is just going to make a difference with, with, with the Clippers and Utah just ain't going to make it out. So 
that's, that's, that's where I'm going with that. And I'm not, and, and I'm not confident on any picks outside of Phoenix because he already won. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I completely agree with you on that. And I made a mistake. Um, Lou Williams didn't score 31. He scored 15. Um, but still, that 15 should have been would have been enough to help out the Clippers if he was still with the Clippers. So I digress. Um, but we could talk more about the NBA playoffs and everything else that's going on next week's um, podcast. But for now, let them know where they can find you at. Find me staying cool in a, in a, in a nice air-conditioned uh, home, being that it's about to be summer. Uh, but you can also find me on Twitter at CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. Uh, you can find me um, uh, Twitter and the gram and Snapchat, J.E. Ross, number seven. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. You can also catch Guys Talking Sports on any podcast. Any podcast available, um, any podcast that you use, just search Guys Talking Sports and we are there. I'd like to thank everybody for checking this out. We appreciate all the love. Make sure you catch us next week on Guys Talking Sports where we continue to talk more sports. Uh, shout out to all the love and supporters out there. We really appreciate it. And then until next time, you guys take care. God bless. Have a good one. Stay safe. Wear a mask all that get vaccinated if you have it um do all those things <laughs> um but until next time you guys take care one good luck on that mad shit because that shit ain't happening down here mm -hmm.